What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of High and Wide Radio. I'm your host, Angry Jim, here tonight with Jack Smith. Kyle Warner will not be with us tonight. He works for uh, an electrical utility company, whatever, and he's helping out down in Florida, sending all kinds of trucks and shit down there. So just going to be me and Jack tonight. We had a special guest, Jack, right? But apparently things happen. Haven't heard back from Pascal tonight, so you could say that we've been burned by LaBerge, would you say, Jack? I say... (laughs) <laughs> you 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 fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice, and shame on us, Jimmy. I guess so. I mean, we we had him lined up two nights this week. I, I don't want to get too down on you know anybody here because we were able to get Connor on. I understand things come up. It sucks. We were hoping to have a, a cool interview for you guys tonight. Um, instead, you you're stuck listening to just me and Jack. So sorry for that. <laughs> Um, now you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Um, we got some cool stuff. We're going to end prospect month tonight, which has been a huge success. Thanks to you guys. Um, we're going to do a a review of our Brandon Holmes interview. Brandon, thanks once again for coming on the show. Uh, review of our Connor Bonneman episode. Uh, we had Bill Meltzer on and we had Alex Alexander Appleyard on. Thank you all for, for coming on the show. Um, so yeah, Jack, I mean, we were talking prospects a little bit before the show. Um, what do you want to kick off with, man? Because there's been some some Twitter chatter about the Flyers' uh, prospect pool here. I mean, uh, I'm sure you saw the article from The Athletic today listing the Flyers at 7th uh, overall prospect pool. To me, that, that seemed like a good thing. There's been some negativity floating around Twitter, though, because of that. What are your thoughts? Well, the first thing, whenever any lists come out, if you're getting upset about a list and you're being worked by the list. That's the whole point of list is to piss people off, get them talking, and saying the name of whoever created the list. I mean, we've seen the NHL Network do this recently with their ridiculous list of top 10 centers, wingers, defensemen, goalies. They had John Gibson barely made the list. The guy's a top five goalie easily. <laughs> like yeah. They're just clowns. And that's, you know, it, that's all list is, to get generate chatter. And to be honest, I, I'm completely fine with it. It's a, it's a, you're making a list about a bunch of potential players, a pool, a pool of potential. So what does anybody really know? Nothing, you know. So it, it is what it is. Uh, we had that top spot two or three or four for like the last four years, and we can still struggle to make the playoffs. So the hell does it really matter, you know? Yeah, you know but that really being said, a lot of guys point. graduated. Yeah, and a lot of guys graduated too. You know, the, the, we had that list used to have Carter Hart, Travis Sanheim, Felipe Myers, um, you know, Oscar Lindblom. Like the, all those guys are now on the Flyers, you know. So and some of the other we've been drafting. We Yeah, we drafted players and they're filing in here. But we never, even when we were ranked as high as we were, we never had that elite level prospect we I, we were talking off air like when was the last time we did and we you know maybe Provorov there's Provorov Konechny by the way were two huge names on the prospect rankings before and they're both like huge parts of the team now like most of our team is the prospects we were talking about um, and even after this summer we might see another guy make the team so I'm not getting worked up about the ranking like you said I still take it as a a plus I do too because a lot of guys graduated and we're still within the top ten. 
You know, like we're well in the top 10. That's good. That means we're not only are these guys coming up, but we're replenishing what we can. And, you know, hopefully we can just keep pumping out talent. Because if you remember this team in the early 2000s, pretty much ever before Hextall took over, they would draft anybody and he, they would be in the top five prospect. And most of the time it'd be a second round pick because they traded the first round pick. You know, they, was, I'm sorry, Jack. That was a really good point by you, by the way. Um, You know, as far as prospects, you don't really see too many guys cook in the like guys that are ready for the NHL you don't really see them cook in the minors like you used to anymore you don't really see guys come up through the ranks like we're seeing um like for example Morgan Frost who who was playing in the juniors now he's gonna be playing possibly for the Phantoms they don't really stick too long in the AHL they, they kind of just graduate straight to the NHL and you brought up guys like Provorov who, who never played in the AHL uh Travis Konechny went right to the Flyers and, and Nolan Patrick right to the Flyers so I mean these guys Maybe back in the day, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they would they'd cook in the in the Phantoms for for a little bit, right? So I mean, I'm not saying they should be part of the prospect pool or they ever should have been, but imagine if they were if they were part of that, you know? Yeah, uh, if some of these guys were still down there, yeah. we'd be ranked higher. But we want them here. That's what ultimately matters, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, list in general are ridiculous. This list means nothing to me, you know. A lot of the teams that have been ranked around where we were ranked, they're not much better either. You know, so what I would I rather have a great prospect pool or like one or two can't miss prospects? I want the can't miss prospects because those are the guys that can turn your your team's plan around. Right. Like I thought Boston was heading on a downward trend. Pasternak really turned that shit around. Oh, yeah. Like adding him to with the the you know the rise of Marchand and you still got guys like uh, Bergeron and Charles playing till he's dead and Rask is there like I thought they were trending downward he freaks out boom they're in Game Seven and Stanley Cup Finals like then they're still a good team you know like I'd rather have those can't miss guys than a whole pool of guys of who could be a third line center at best like you pay you can pay for those guys and you don't have to pay that much maybe a little bit more than you used to but ultimately not that much. So, yeah, it, it's just a list. Um, but it is prospect month, and I did want to, you know, we did have to bring it up. Um, I, well, I'll ask you this, Jim. What, what did you think about all the – we had some heavyweights this month oh, yeah. between actual prospects like Connor Bunneman and guys who've been covering the team for like 25 years and Bill Meltzer, but also like diehard prospect guys to go over the draft we just had. Appleyard and Holmes, like what? What did you think about this month? Uh, I'll tell you what. If anything, and I learned a shit ton, man. I mean, that for me, this was it was awesome because we got to not only host this podcast. I mean, I think first and foremost, we're fans, right? I mean, and then we have this podcast that we do. People listen to us talk, but now we had the opportunity to have some some awesome guests on. You know, like we had we had the opportunity to hang out with Bill Meltzer for an hour and a half. And I, we learned so much shit. Like, how cool is that? We had uh, a player in Connor Bonneman on, a, a, a rising, uh, you know, hopefully star in the, in the AHL, hopefully for the Flyers one day. Uh, Brandon Holmes and, and guys like Alex Appleyard, two, two prospect gurus, I would say. And, you know, Brandon Holmes was, was awesome. How much did you learn just, just from listening to him? I mean, he could have he went sixth, seventh, 
sixth and seventh round guys, and he could have gave you a book about them, you know? Yeah, that was probably the most impressive thing. Uh, when I first started talking to them, I was like, maybe I should stop after like the third or fourth round because I don't want this guy shuffling through his notes over here. I went, I could have went to the seventh with these guys, and they're they're barely, you know, I even Appleyard. I mentioned a player that he wanted that the Flyers didn't even draft in like the fourth round, and he was able to pull the, a couple of names out. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like I I love the draft. I get crazy into the draft. That is another level. And you got to appreciate that. They really know what they're talking about. The main thing between those two guys that I heard that I really loved is they both were in agreement that the Flyers should have taken Cole Caulfield. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. Okay, yes, Cam York's great. He's going to be the next Brian Leach. By the way, do you know how ridiculous of a comparison that is? I hate that. I hate I Do you know how good Brian Leach was? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. a lot of people that are younger than us, they don't, they've never even seen him play. He, that's a hell of a comparison, okay? I think they're making it because they're both American. That's about it. You know, although they have some similarities, they're both American. Ah, uh, Brian Leach. Like, just, Jesus. Like, and I think that's why a lot of people are cheering for him so much. But it always puts, it always puts, like, crazy expectations, I feel like, on guys. Like, I'll never forget. The first time I really... I uh, really noticed that was for Scott Law, and I think they compared him to Mike Richards. So I expected to see Mike Richards out of Scott Law, and then the reality is he's just not the same player. He's a good player in his own right, but already you're expecting too much from a kid who's never played in the NHL. Now, I just think all that's kind of unfair. Um, so uh, it's, uh, comparing Cam York already, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to you know, tell the the average fan who hasn't watched Cam York, uh, you know, he could he plays like Brian Leach or he could potentially live up to that potential or, or whatever. So I just think that's so unfair to do to a young kid like that. You know what I mean? Because it, it must feel good for him to be compared to a guy like that. But, you know, as, as fans, especially here in Philly, and I'm not saying, you know, Philly fans are, I mean, we know what we are, you know. So if, if someone tells, tells you that this kid's going to be like Brian Leach, if he's not, he's a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it, it's like, I mean, there is a reason they went back and chose him. There are similarities, but they're not as obvious as you may think. And there's plenty of American-born defensemen they could have went with. So I don't know if that was just to generate buzz or whatnot. But, I mean, honestly, they could have said Ryan Suter. Like, he's not that much different. He might not be as offensive, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The point is, what I was originally getting at, and you're definitely right about they throw these comparisons on these guys. It's just for buzz. It's just for talk. You know, mm-hmm. very rarely do you see a player compared to like a third line winger. <laughs> but like the caveat is, oh, but he can score. Oh, well, that's great then. You know, like, but no, they got to throw the superstar name on him. And that's all it is. Just generating buzz but it bothers me a little bit i mean you're right it does generate buzz well, when they throw names out there like that it's like come on yeah let the kid let the kid be who he is yeah it, it just it's just unrealistic oh yeah he's gonna be brian leach really because then he would have been drafted first overall <laughs> or maybe second because you know jack Hughes is pretty good gener- <laughs> but, yeah, like generational player brian leach i think that's yeah. so unfair to do yeah, it's just it's just i mean it i expect it so I, I don't get that upset about it, but it's just like that the pull that name of all the American defensemen you could have pulled. It's like they're not that similar where it's oh Brian Leach. You saw American born and somebody who was really good 
And it's a lot. It was probably from people who didn't want Cole Caulfield saying that, or just defend everything the Flyers do good, or that they think everything the Flyers do is good. And they saw this pick and the the backlash from it, and just that's their way of defending it. Oh, it's going to be Brian, Brian Leach. I, I, it's funny. I never heard that until after the draft. Hmm. So um, I don't know. It's, maybe they're trying to sell them to you a little bit more. I guess they feel they have to, and it's a shame. And it's part of it's my fault with me just talking about me personally. It's not that I didn't want Cam York; it's that I wanted Cole Caulfield that badly. Right. You know. So I mean, it is what it is. Uh, York. I hoped. I honestly, I hope that York has this. And it's. I hate wanting to be wrong. I won't call Caulfield to. I don't want to say fail because you know <laughs> he's not on the flies now. But it's like if he were to not be so good, and York were to be the stud. I'd have to eat a lot of crow, but at the end of the day, the Flyers would be good. And that would help me get over it. If both players suck, that blows. Uh, And if it's the other way around, I get to be the bitter old man saying, I told you so. (laughs) I was going to call you somebody, but I don't want to say their name on the air. (laughs) You know who I'm going to say. I do. I do. (laughs) But it's just, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's good for like one minute of fame. Like, yeah, remember that time I was right? Yeah, by the way, team still sucks. You're going to die without seeing a cup. Oh, great. Good for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I do want to see the team succeed. Cam York is a, is essentially a flyer, so I want to see him do good. I really do. But if you're talking about – we're still in the same offseason here, so it's still – I don't want to say fresh news, but it's still news. So I'm still going to talk about that. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, the, the, to get, let's get off of the, the, uh, the draft because I could just keep going. I do want to ask you, because it still still does have to go with prospects, and after talking to Bill Meltzer, this really, like, kind of irked me, because I just believe him. He's been doing this for too long. And now Pitlick, the Pitlick injury, he he won't be back until, like, the last preseason game or the first regular season game, if that. So at this point, you're thinking, well, prospects – Already was in line to make the team, Farabee, Frost, somebody like that. Now, now they're definitely. That still might not be true. After talking to uh, Meltzer, he made it sound like this Andy Andrinoff mm-hmm. could make. He's like their guy. There's also another name, Gabriel, something Gabriel, I believe. These I are like NHL. Keeps coming up, man. I really hate that his name keeps. I well, I don't like when I type all that, but I don't like when I type Flyers roster and he's Curtis Gabriel's on there. Yeah. And he's a right wing too, so is Tyler Pitlick. But like, you know, it's like, um, gr- okay, you know. So I'm thinking like, this is. It just seems like they're gonna go with these guys, and we're not gonna see Farabee or Frost, the, the, whether it be the slide rule, or Frost isn't big enough, or, um, you know, I even was like when I talked on Tuesday, like, all right, well, how about? Albe Kubel. How about Vorobia for a third time? But at least he's a prospect. I can get, I can wrap my head around that. We went over the list of guys we had. It's too many at this point. We have to see what we have and the younger guys. Like, come on, this is it. Let's go. And the way that this team is talking is like, well, unless they score, you know, uh, a total like at least eleven goals and fourteen assists in four preseason games, they're not making the team, which is <laughs> insane. You know, but it's like they really have to blow the doors off. Like, why do they have to blow the doors off at this point? I, I get the slide rule thing a little bit, but at the end of the day, this team has pressure to put a winning team on the ice. We know that. They fired everybody last year. They brought in essentially the second best free agent head coach, at least name recognition wise. They got a top free agent. 
they traded for a Stanley Cup winning defenseman. They traded for a another defenseman. <laughs> I can't even say anything positive about it. Braun. They traded for Braun. They reshaped everything. They even brought in two head coaches to be the assistant coaches. This team needs to win. We know that. There will be so much pressure if they come out of the gate slow. If they're, you know, not in playoff position come November because end of November, like, you know, or if they have injuries and in goal or Carter Hart's not holding up, there will be so many issues with this team. People will be pitchforks and, and torches. If this team does not come out hot and it just stay top of the league or uh, top half of the league, excuse me, uh, top of the division though, they should be right there with Pittsburgh and Washington. You know, we, we were saying the Rangers and devils while they had f- fantastic off seasons, they're still not there yet. Columbus is trending downwards. We're not sure what's going on with the hurricanes, although I think they'll still be right there in contention. Like we, but this team added too much. They cut the dead weight. They added solid players. They spent all their cap, which will, we'll see ripple effects a few years from now when we go to sign our own guys. Uh, another thing to bring up is Konechny and Provorov are still not signed. It's it's two days left in August. That's another thing we haven't discussed. So real. So my point being, like this team needs to put the most talented team on the ice as soon as possible. And part of that is getting these young guys you drafted who everybody's been talking about for a while. So the fact that you're going to tell me, with Pitlick being out, because we already thought he, he, he already has a roster spot, that – Andrianoff or Gabriel or both could be on the team to start the season. D- does that bother you? I mean, yeah, because uh, you know what though, like when they signed Andrianoff, they did sign him to a one-year contract, and for whatever reason, everybody immediately thought it was just easier to, you know, sign him to a one-year deal and stuff him in the minors. But now it's kind of like, hmm. I think the plan was the whole time to either have him on the Ross, uh, on the NHL roster or put him in the box. And I guess, like, you know, he does bring some grit. I'm not trying to talk up Andy Andrioff whatsoever. Um, but having him on the fourth line I don't think is so bad. Uh, you know, especially when you think about guys like Weiss and, you know, guys like that who they had way overpaid. Andrioff's not getting overpaid. He's not going to... I don't think he's going to see more than eight, nine minutes a night. Um, but the spot that I'm, I'm really looking at now is that third line right wing spot. Cause like we, like we talked with Bill, it, it was basically pit licks to lose. Um, so now what's going to interest me is who's going to get that spot. Cause I mean, that's going to, that third line wing, I'm mean, sorry, that third line spot. I mean, that's a scoring line. It's got Patrick and you would either assume Lindblom, JVR, um, they need somebody who can keep up, keep the pace, and put the puck in the net a little bit. I'm not sure if Albe Kubel will fit on that line. Um, a guy like Rupstoff keeps coming up, uh, you know, but he's got a lot to prove in the minors. So is he ready for the Flyers? I don't know. Is he physically ready? Can he stay healthy? Like, there's questions. They may have to go out and trade for somebody. They really might. Um, I was reading, a, I think it was a, a Bill Meltzer article earlier where you know, guys start getting cut between now and when the season starts. So are they gonna go? Are they gonna go get someone? Or are they gonna grab a guy, a free agent, something like that? They may have to go that route because, you know, as much as we do want to see Frost Farabee, they're just not ready size-wise. I don't think for the NHL. And don't get me wrong, because I do want to see how they do, but it may be for their own safety and and their own benefit to 
play some games in the AHL. And I would say, I mean, you know, we want them to start hot. If they play these guys who are not ready for this kind of hockey, isn't there less of a chance that that happens, you know? Um, and I'm not saying starting guys like Andreoff and Pitlick make them better, but physical, physically, they're more ready for, for this league. Um, having said that, I'm excited for the for this season as opposed to... I mean, remember last year we were kind of excited, but there was kind of like that dark cloud, like, okay, Dave Hackstall's still here. Um, we were kind of, for, for whatever reason, at least for myself, I was ignoring that they had guys like Weiss, uh, Laterra, uh, Wheel kind of floating around, Andy McDonald floating around, you know. Um, and now it's like, huh, I look at this roster and I see depth. I see a couple spots still available. I like that there's some competition between, you know, a handful of guys for the for the last two spots. Um, it looks like they're actually putting some some real defense out there. They got guys like Sandheim. Uh, we're going to see Myers for a full season. Who played? He played decent for the Flyers last year. Um, another reason, by the way, that the Flyers prospect pool has fallen down a bit in the rankings because a guy like Myers graduated. Who's? I think he's going to be a friggin' stud. I mean, you love Myers, don't you, Jack? Oh, Felipe's going to be great, Dude, especially when you put him on that. Yeah, that third pairing where he can kind of ease himself in. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's high on him, and rightfully so. And even Ghost being on that third pairing could help him out. You know, get that offense going uh, against lesser lesser talent. Just get his get it back. You know, get his head back, and he'll still be on the power play. I guess my only point about those other guys making the team was I, I don't mind having depth and wanting that one of them making the team, but both it's like Jesus, why even bother drafting at this point? You know. But that being said, even if those, even if it's Gabriel and Adrian off, and then Pitlick comes back and replaces one of them, I still think this team can be good. Obviously, uh, we're talking about a third and fourth line here. Um, I just, I just don't. I personally want to see the guys we've been waiting for for years. Like that's why you draft them. And I don't even mind if it's like a a high end guy. It's got to be somebody. At least see what you got. I mean, we'll see how we'll see how things go. It just seems like they still got the inside track. Yeah. And it's like, why do they deserve the inside track? Other NHL teams felt they weren't good enough to to hang in the NHL. So why would they? And then another name we haven't even talked about. Now, does this give Chris Stewart a legitimate chance to make the team now? Because he didn't play at all last year. What would you rather have, a young guy or a guy who's been who's thirty, what, one, two years old? Was a failed prospect, honestly. He's bounced around the league, didn't play at all last year. Would you rather have him or a guy who's drafted, projected to be a top six player? It's it just seems silly. It's like you're doing all this other stuff to push to be a top of the league, make the playoffs, make money, Santa sacks, mm-hmm. and then you do this Dave Hackstall friggin' move <laughs> and bring in some old fart who you don't even know can play anymore. Like I don't, it, or I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me philosophy wise. Um, no, and I, right. I just, I, I just hope, I hope that, I hope the guys get a real fair look because I think they, it's time that somebody, some rookie, and I said this on Tuesday, somebody needs to make the team. I don't care who it is. Some prospect needs to make this team, and they need to stick. Whether they just, you know, Robia blew it last year. Let's be honest. The next guy needs to do what he can to stick. They need to give him an extended look. They need to play him where he needs to be played. I want all Kubel on the fourth line. It's not the kind of player he is. Third line winger. I'm not. I, I just want to see him at this point. Same with Moran. Like I don't know what's going on with that whole situation either. Obviously, it comes down to Provorov, but you need to move on. Like, and we got enough veteran presence now. Come on, you just brought in Braun and Niskanen on defense. You got 
Voracek, Giroux. You know, you got some of the prospects like Provov, Konechny. They're they're friggin' veterans at this point. Ghost is a veteran at this point. You know, guys all up and through this lineup who are veterans. Like it's time to to move on. You drafted these guys for a reason. They're talented. Let's go. Enough enough farting around. This is what we thought we you know. This is why Hextall was out. This is why Hackstall was out because you're gonna stop this crap. So and I get the point. Up some names there. I, I know it's only a third line spot, but you know we're and. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but besides like Frost and Faraby, like names like Albert Kubel or even Rupstoff and, and, you know, some of the lesser known names, the Flyers have, they still have ammunition for a trade, you know? Um, I'm not sure how big a caliber guy you can go out and get. Uh, and especially because they won't have all the, the cap, I guess, because they still got to sign Provorov, Konechny. But they could make a move and, and bring somebody in to fill that third or fourth line spot. You know, because they, I think they do absolutely need somebody better than Andrioff and Albi Kubel to play in the third line. You know, apparently Pitlick had the skill to play it, but he's already showing that he's injury prone. Um, he's going to be out for, I think what he's got, he's got some weird wrist problem. So he should be able to stay in shape. I don't know if he's going to be in hockey shape by the time the season rolls around. Um, but it sounded like they expected him to be able to keep pace and, and hold his own with Patrick and whoever the left winger is going to be, be it uh, Lindholm or JVR. So uh, it sounds, to me, it really does sound like they're in a, a, a bit of a pickle here. I mean, unless they're going to put in one of these guys like like Frost, Farabee. I mean, I'm not confident that Rupstoff can play in the NHL right now. I'm not confident that you, can, you can't put Albert Kubel with them. I just don't think he fits. Uh, I don't want to see Andrioff on the third line. I just don't want to see that. Uh, I'm not really crazy for Gabriel being on the roster at all. I'm not sure what, besides fighting, I'm not sure what else he brings to the table. I didn't like him when he was with the Devils. Um, and who, what name did I miss there? I missed a name, I feel like. Like a prospect name? I mean, Vorobiev could uh, push Vorobiev. for, you know, he's a center. He's more of, I want to say, a fourth-line guy. Um, yeah, I wonder what happens if you give him a shot on the wing. Like, none of those names really excite me as a third-line winger. Maybe last year, but this team, you know, they're being... I think what's appealing about this team right now, because they didn't go out and get a superstar second-line center, is the depth. So the depth is what's appealing, at least to me. And if you know, if if, if the depth is going to be a lot of the reason for their success this year, then they need to go out and get somebody that can play with Nolan Patrick and whoever that left winger is going to be. Because that's let's let's be honest, that's a scoring line. They're not going to be out there for defense. That's for sure. So they need they need. Either need to go get somebody who's, um, I guess, a really good two-way forward, or uh, somebody that can put the puck in the net. Because Andy Andrioff or Nicholas Albe Kubel, they're they're not cutting it for me as a third-line winger. Yeah, you know who would look good on that uh, right-wing third line right now? Ryan yeah. Hartman. <laughs> Did he sign somewhere? I don't remember seeing where he Two signed. Two years, Minnesota, one point oh, five right. million. That's Nothing right. crazy, you know. I mean. I don't want to get too into it because I, I partly understand why it was done, but also not really at the same time. And, you know, obviously Pitlick's hurt and that's who he was traded for. But that's the kind of player I wouldn't mind on a two-year deal. Shit. Mm. Now, if they don't figure things out, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw Roffle or Lawton on that line. And now oh, we're yeah. 
I could see Vorobiev getting another shot, and he's your fourth line uh, center, and yeah, Lawton a, pops re- up on that right wing. Really good point by you there. I could I could see Raffle up there or Lawton. Yeah, really good point. Think there. about it. The, the, the Raffle is the he's like a pinch hitter, yeah. and I say pinch hitter instead of utility guy because the second somebody goes down. He goes in. So if Coots goes in, well, Raffles your top line center all of a sudden. I swear they it, they're so strange with that that shit. You know, they are, or maybe not center, but they'll put him on the top line. They'll like move Drew over and throw Raffle on that top line. Like I, it's so strange, and I really don't know. I I don't want Gabriel anywhere near this team. Andrian off from what I heard. Okay, I can get I can I would have been okay with Pitlick and him, and then the, these young guys show that they're better and push them off the team. They really earn it. Or if they do in camp, great. Then we're not having this conversation. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But now with the injury, it's like, okay, there has to be a rookie here. And you make a good point. Is uh, Fletcher searching for somebody? Has he got his eye on somebody right now? Like, I think he needs to. I'm not – for a one year, I'm definitely not against it. Yeah. Um, Something cheap, you know. Maybe you're not giving up a Rupstoff type guy or whatever, but – you know, the teams are going to need teams are going to need what the Flyers have, and you know they have some skill guys. They have a lot of good two way guys coming up. And we were talking before the show. There's not going to be room for them on this roster in the next year or two or three. You know, there's just not going to be room for them. You know, they have. You know, if if you guys have been listening to us uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, the Flyers have a deep prospect pool, but not a lot of first line guys. You know, they have a lot of possible second, mostly third, and, you know, they could slot in as a fourth-line guy. You know, teams need those guys. The Flyers have a lot of them, and they may never crack this roster. Lawton's going to be here for a while. Uh, Raffle's here for another, what is it, two years, three years, something like that. Um, Let me see who am I missing. Patrick's going to be here a while. Limblom's going to be here for a while. I mean, there's only going to be one or two spots that are going to be opened up in the next year or two. You know, and and we're talking Farabee Frost. There's not going to be room for these guys. So no. make a move. It, yeah, absolutely. Or at the very least, see what you have and then make a move or make a decision. Right. I mean, that would be great, too, to make a trade. I'm always about making trades, especially when you have this many assets. Uh, you don't want them just walking into free agency and signing somewhere else because you couldn't figure out what to do with them or you didn't know what you had. And then they go blossom somewhere else. Uh, I see you, Patrick Sharp. Like shit like that. Like, I don't want that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would, I would, I, if I heard that like Tanner Lazinski was making a push or Carson Torinsky or, you know, somebody like that or David Kase or, you know, somebody like that is just comes out of nowhere and is pushing for the team. Some of these guys are a little too young for that, but like, or Kase less. Kase was the name that Mel- Meltzer mentioned his name, actually. I-, I keep forgetting about him, to tell you the truth. 2015, he was drafted. Like, you, you want to take a look at a guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming up on his, like, fourth pro year here or, or whenever. He, I don't know when he made the jump, but 2015 was a long time ago. I mean, that was the same draft as Proveroff and Konechny. Yeah, he's been, he's been putting the puck in the net a little bit, too, I believe. Yeah, well, I, was, I don't I always confuse him with somebody else, but well, somebody had a, a, I think, I don't know, some tournament, and he, I think he was the guy who, like, took off. It was either him or Noah Cates. It was one or the other. I can't remember. They're both fifth-round picks. Uh, but I think it was Noah Cates actually, but these guys have been talked about. They've, they've improved their stock. They're both fifth round picks and they're both in like a lot of people's top 20. They're in my top 20. There are a lot of people's top 20. We have a lot of prospects. One of these guys could push for sure. And, you know, I'm really curious to see what happens and how it happens. Uh, 
But that being said, I did want to ask you because we it is August 29th. What is going on with Konechny and Provorov? What do you think? Well, you know, I've been I've been seeing I've been reading a lot that, you know, Konechny's camp is is talking to Fletcher. It sounds like sounds like they're they're ready and willing to get a deal done. They just want to wait for these other guys to start signing. Everyone's kind of waiting for the same same time. And then uh, like I, I think once camp starts getting closer, this is just what I've been reading. People are going to start feeling the pressure. Like, all right, let's bang something out. Like, let's let's come and meet in the middle. Whereas, whereas you know, a couple of weeks ago, months ago, everybody was saying, "Oh, we have time. We have time. Let's see what happens." Well, no one's no one's signing here, guys. So now it's it's like crunch time. Um, with Provorov, I, I don't get the same vibe, and maybe it's because uh, what's being put out there. But uh, about his agent, I mean. But uh, I feel, I feel it's the same situation. Uh, don't you kind of get the sense, maybe a little bit, that if if it comes down to it, Provorov could hold out for a bit? Yeah, I, I, I get mean, that feeling. I don't know. I don't get it with Konechny, but I do get it with Provorov. I guess what it is is we thought we heard that Konechny was gonna be signed by now. Mm-hmm. Like they were close like a week ago, and nothing now. And then once he's signed, you're like, all right, now it's just Provorov. And it, that's being put off longer and longer. And even if Konechny signed, we're, the real name we're looking to sign is Rowinski or McAvoy before we can even start talking Provorov. Mm-hmm. And that goes in what I was saying about this this or, this uh, front office has a lot of pressure to be good and make the playoffs. And they're going to need Provorov. He is essentially your number one defenseman. Apparently, it doesn't matter how bad your team is. If you're a number one defenseman, you're worth upwards of $8 million dollars. They got to get the guy signed. I mean, they need him. As, as pissy as I, I've I been about this whole thing, it's just the reality. You, I, you can't fight the reality. And that's, that's a really good point, too, because all summer long, you haven't heard one person say he's the number one defenseman. But when you look at the team, he absolutely is your number one defenseman. And it, yeah, I mean, who's better? Paid than, like one. You were talking about Ghost being dropped down to the third pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, you got Niskin in. And Braun both had down years. Uh, I don't think you consider either one of them the number one def- defenseman. And, you know, Sandheim had – he's still young, had a one breakout year, but it's still just one. Myers is young. It is far and away Provorov's defensive core. Like, he is the guy. Yep. He played the most minutes for sure. So, I don't – at this point, you got to hope with the new CBA that they work something out and the cap goes up significantly or, or they can just work something out, soft cap – Maybe something like baseball. Now they just got to sign the guy. It's getting ridiculous. It's going to be September in two days or three days. Like, it's, and it's, both these guys aren't signed. Now they're going to. They're already missing significant training camp. They're going to start missing preseason games. And I don't want to be. You know, October third, Provorov isn't on the plane to to Czech Republic for that opening game. That sh- oh, any he, good? He might be waiting for him over there. Um. You know, in the beginning of the summer, if you told me Provorov eight for eight, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Like, he's not worth eight, not yet at least. Like, that's way too long of a deal, and that's way too much money. Like, what has he done to to deserve eight over eight? Now I'm kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> he's playing a lot of minutes. He's the number one guy. We're expecting him to be this. Ekblad's getting that. This guy's getting that. Like, I guess it makes sense. Now you just want, I mean, and I'm wondering, like, if we're feeling like this as, as fans and, you know, a host of a podcast, uh, what, what's, 
I wonder what like Chuck Fletcher's thinking. Like, all right, it's get like is it gonna be who's gonna blink first or what? Like, does Provorov really want to get into camp that badly that he's gonna sign for less than he's asking, or is is Chuck Fletcher gonna blink and say, you know what, let's just get this guy in here and, and give him eight over eight? What's it gonna be? Because if eight over eight is still crazy for a guy that hasn't done anything, to tell you the truth. I I know he's a good young kid, he's gonna be great, but he hasn't done anything. You're gonna pay a guy off potential? Still a little bit nuts, doesn't it sound crazy? Uh, I, I mean, that's been my whole thing this whole summer. And the thing is, would I have paid him eight for eight a year ago? Yes, because he had two great seasons. For his age, he took over as the number one defenseman. He played the most uh, games, minutes, um, and he had 17 goals that one year. Now, don't get confused. He's not that type of defenseman. He's not going to be pushing 20 you know, goals. That was a one. That was a one-year thing. A lot of people try to use that as an argument. That's not the kind of defenseman he is. If you think that he is, and you pay him for that reason, you're going to get screwed. Um, but yeah, I would have paid him eight for eight two, two, uh, a year ago. He had a bad year. He had a bad year. So how can he turn around and ask for this? I'll, I don't know. I don't get it. And it's just like you said. What's Fletcher thinking? Fletcher's probably thinking the same thing I am, but the one thing that he's also thinking is, oh shit, I just spent all of our cap for no <laughs> reason. You know, all that all that work Hextall did, I ruined. Well, I won't say ruined because he did bring in Hayes and make some moves, but all that cap we thought we had, I did everything in my power to make sure it was burning a hole in my pocket, so it's gone now. And he's like, I gotta get this guy signed for a reasonable deal, or we're screwed. So I'm gonna have to play serious hardball, and he does, which is why I didn't think we should have bought out McDonald. I knew we needed the cap now, but we're hurting next year. Bought out Slemko, bought out somebody else. I can't, or no, he didn't buy anybody. He sent the retention money to the Capitals for Gudis, but mainly it was how much Hayes signed for how much money Niskanen has for two years. Even Braun's got like close to $5 million. I think he's either 3.5 or 4.5. I can't remember. But, you know, he filled up that cap real quick. He didn't get a deal on Sanheim. He paid him two years. Well, great. So he's really going to try cashing in in two years. Anybody could have signed that deal. Um, you know, you got Konechny, who we thought would have been signed. He's not signed. If I'm Flesher, I'm biting my nails just a little bit cap didn't go up how much we thought it would this rfa movement is really taking over and yeah i could be like some exit yeah if it were me i want to get signed when is too much too much though i get they're young and it's a young man's game but you can't turn in like one or two good seasons or have two good seasons and then a bad one and they still expect top dollar so we're just supposed to forget that you had a bad year last year like what 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 is that yeah, it doesn't make no. a lot of sense. Orinsky and McAvoy did not have bad bad years. Nope. So I don't know where Provorov's getting off. The If I'm him, I'm looking for a bridge deal and saying, yeah, I had a bad year last year. So you make it like a short as term as possible so I can cash back in when I have a better year. Right. And if they're offering me a reasonable long-term deal, take it. Uh, I just don't think they're doing that because he had a bad year, which is rightfully so. And like you said, are they just paying him based on potential? A year ago, I said, no, look, he looked like he's good. He's trending upward. Then he had this season. So now I agree with you. They are just like, well, we're going to hope that last year was a mistake or a, you know, an anomaly. Well, that's People lose their jobs who make decisions based on hope and prayers. So yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. But it's I really think we're waiting for Rowinski. 
Columbus needs him and they have the cap space. So he's he's going to be the first one to sign. A little concerning that, again, it's going to be September soon and nobody signed. So yeah, it is. I mean, it's going. Yeah, the next couple of weeks, dude, are, it's going to get it's going to get fun. I mean, for us, it's going to get fun because all these big name guys, they're going to have to start signing or there's going to be some trades or there's I mean, you remember the beginning of the summer, everyone's talking, who's going to get offer sheeted? We saw what one offer sheet. You yeah, know? and it was a it was a BS one. Yeah, so easily. I, I think shit's yeah. shit's gonna really um, we could have like a second trade deadline type thing coming up here. You know, nobody really knows what to expect. I, I've never we've never seen this before. There's there's like a list of ten to fifteen big name guys that still don't have a contract, um, and and nothing's really um, I mean everything's up for grabs. The Flyers could potentially, if they wanted to, they could go out and sign Mitch Marner for 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 example. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 it should be interesting to see what happens next couple of weeks. Having said that, we're about forty minutes in here, Jack. I, we were going to try to keep this time flies, doesn't it? When it's just me and you, like forty minutes already. Holy shit! It's like old times. Hell yeah! Um, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Um, so we have a little segment here. Uh, we were gonna use it on Pascal tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Pascal's not here. But Jack and I get to play this little game together. So. You know, hopefully you guys enjoy this if, you, if you're listening on your, your car ride to work or, or wherever you are. Um, if you have some this or that questions, go ahead and reply to us on Twitter. We'll, we'll air them in one of our episodes coming up in September. Um, but Jack, let's start, let's start this up. So the game's called This or That. Very simple game. Um, if you listen to the Connor Bonneman episode, which I know you did, um, you know how to play. So you want me to start? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. All right, so I'll start with a, a simple one here. Would you rather be a lion or a bear? This was a tough one. Thought about this. And uh, ultimately, I'm going to go with lion. It was close. Because you, you'd want to be the king of the jungle? And that's why. <laughs> you know, I also I also really can't grow facial hair, and their mane <laughs> is pretty cool. Oh, shit. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they do have a pretty, pretty cool mane. All right, so my next... My next one, I have a uh, burger guy or a taco guy? A burger all day long, not even close. Yeah, me too, actually. I, could eat I mean, my, my gift for having a good game, a good hockey game, was being going to McDonald's or Burger King after the game. There you go. Like, uh, yeah, I eat it. What's that? Do people still do that? I don't know. I just know that I would always ask. And I, as I got older, I learned based on my performance in the game was the odds of me getting a yes or a no. <laughs> I had a bad game. I remember once I went to kick the puck or the ball. We used the ball. Uh, and I flat out missed and it led to a goal. My dad got in the car. He's like, don't even ask. Don't even ask. But another game, I had like two sweet goals and I was like ultimate. I was like uh, Bergeron defensively. He was like, oh, that was oh, that's one of the best games I've ever seen you play. You want to go to McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. No, that's great. All right, so I got a next question here. I got, uh, do you ski or snowboard, Jack, by any chance? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. You know, it's funny. I, I, I do neither. And the reason is I got talked into snowboarding. I hit a tree. I had to go to the hospital, and I never went back to the mountain. <laughs> Did you break anything? I bruised my elbow bone, like the actual Shit, bone. that had to hurt. I, well, what's funny is I thought I broke – I thought I – I, here's what happened. So I got on the snowboard. I was going straight. You're not supposed to go straight down. You're supposed to like weave. 
you know, control your speed. So I purposely wiped out because I was going too fast, slid for a while, hit a tree, my back nailed a tree, somehow my head missed, hit my arm against another tree, that's where the bruise came from, but my back was killing me. The guy came on the snow patrol to take me in. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to, it's embarrassing, take me down, I'll ride the thing back up. So he does that, and then I start spitting, I have a habit of spitting, and my spit is red. I'm like, oh my god, I'm internally bleeding. Uh-huh. Exactly. As actually, somebody gave me a red Tic Tac. It was just the dye. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go to the hospital based off the red uh, Tic Tac spit? No, no. I went for my arm. My arm was, my arm was pretty messed up. Dude, that would have been funny, man. That, like, that it was the elbow, so I couldn't bend it, so they thought it was worse. Oh, shit, man. All right. So you're, uh, you, you're I'm a, a, I'm a So to answer your question, I am a Bunny Hill uh, tuber. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um so mountains or beach i'm gonna assume beach it's fun you know it's again it's can i say neither i have terrible skin i burn up immediately at the sight of the sun um i'm not in the best shape that i used to be and the second it's hot outside and a bead of sweat just starts on my forehead so as long as I don't have to go down the mountain on, you know, something unsafe, I'd go to the mountains and just stay inside and drink hot cocoa. Okay. Uh, I, I like the mountains too, to tell you the truth. I, I love, I love the beach, but something about hanging out in the mountains, you know, it's, it's, it's nice and cold up there. I, I like being cold. So yeah, like hanging out with the, you know, a couple blankets, some hot chocolate, a coffee, maybe a couple, uh, alcohol beverages, whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, those warm me up. Yeah, it's nice and relaxing up there. I like the snow too, but you know, I'm I'm cool with the beach. Just the, you know, all the sand and shit. So moving on here, let me see what I got for you. Are you a mullet or a mohawk kind of guy? Well, this was a close one, but considering I was born in '87, so mullets were still kind of in. <laughs> I had a I had somewhat of a mullet back in uh, 1993, so I'll go with mullet. Do you have pictures of this? My mom does, I'm sure. It looked like a rat tail, to be honest. Yeah, we need to get one of those. And I went to karate, and I used to make her put it in a ponytail because my sensei had it. Oh, my God, dude. We need some pictures of this, I think. We need I don't know do if she like, has like one of me in a ponytail. But... or some shit. A high... <laughs> dude, we need that picture. You need to get that. Yeah, it looked like Peter Zezel. It was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we got uh, Marvel or DC? DC all day long, but it's only because of Batman. Yeah, pretty much, right? Who else is even DC? I don't know. If he went to Marvel, I'd be all about Marvel. Wherever Batman goes, I go. There is nobody else in DC, right? I mean, there's Superman, but like, I just can't stand Superman's powers. It's like fighting my little cousin. Oh, I do this. Well, I'm invincible. Oh, okay, we're playing that game, huh? (laughs) You know, Green Lantern, like, you know, Flash. Yeah, next to Batman, they ain't shit. I totally agree. Uh, oh, not see. to mention uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I saw that in theaters. I was two and a half years old, and I've been touched ever since. It's fantastic. I love it. Hey, speaking of Joker, are you paying attention to any of the new Joker stuff that's coming out? Dude, it comes out on my wedding. <laughs> oh, my God. So what are you October do? 5th, I think it comes out, yeah. So you're gonna skip that? Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, oh, there's no doubt in my mind I'm seeing that. I might try to get like a you know midnight showing like on thursday or something but oh, that's a good idea i'm gonna do whatever i can to see that because i don't want any spoilers or anything i like joaquin phoenix so yeah, he's the we'll man. see uh, i have some theories about that you could save that for another show though 
I have. Some, <laughs> yeah. I read. I was watching. You know, I get sucked into those YouTube videos. I know. Yeah, I go down the rabbit hole before you know it. Yeah. You have a whole new way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Uh, dog or baby? <laughs> dog or baby? <laughs> uh, well, uh, dog. All day long, my favorite animal, man's best friend. I love dogs, like you wouldn't believe. They're, they're I love dogs. <laughs> I really do. I can't love. You notice when I went to your house, Odin loved me immediately. I have that kinship with dogs. So you're saying that you hate babies? I'm saying that if I had a choice, I would choose the one that doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night screaming. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Hundred percent agree there. Mm-hmm. Not a. Uh... You know, I like kids, but I, I like that I could always give them back to whoever their parents are, you know, when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, let me see. I have one more question here uh, in honor of Labor Day weekend. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oof. Not really uh, this or that question, but, you know, um, maybe one of the toughest questions of, of, our, of our time. I remember this from Bun a Minute, but I forget his answer. I'm going to say no, because the piece of bread is still connected. I 100% agree. Yeah. If, if you're eating a hot dog on a, on a, on a roll with two, two buns, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, if it's all you got, I understand. But if you have a choice. <laughs> but then is that a sandwich? You see, I don't run into these problems because my fiance <laughs> watches what I eat, and bread is just extra carbs, so I just eat the weenie as it is. <laughs> shit man you got me with that one all right this is a 100 percent true story (laughs) official answer is no is a hot dog a sandwich i do not think so no (laughs) all right that's all i got for you dude you you got me with that (laughs) how many questions did you ask me jimmy i'm gonna keep track here we got one two three four five six seven seven all right number seven all right, Jimmy, let's see. Well, since you're so such in great shape here, is it more cardio or weights? Uh, I don't do I haven't done cardio in like 5 years. Oh, it's all weights, huh? I hate cardio. Yeah, I hate cardio. I used to yeah, play I, soccer I, I, growing I, up and we used to uh cardio was was punishment. So now I now I only see cardio <laughs> as, as punishment. I'm like why why am I going to punish myself? Special teams, laps. Yeah, I, I hate that shit too. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, how about cake or pie? Mm, cake all day, man. I got a sweet tooth. I, uh, I could, I could live off that shit. Cake and ice cream. I would see. Mine's not on here. I would go with cheesecake. Oh yeah. I guess that's cake. Is that oh, yeah. cake? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I celebrated a a friend's birthday over the weekend, and uh, her her friends got her a real like one of those nice like cake boss cakes. And uh, she brought it back to my house and, and left it here. Dude, it's it's like three quarters of the way gone. All me. It's disgusting. Actually. <laughs> it's actually gross. Oh, but I kind of miss when I did that in high school, back when I had a metabolism. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm paying for it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so here's a good one. Would you prefer a rich friend, you get to see all the cool stuff in life, or a true loyal friend? Uh, a true loyal friend. That rich stuff. Uh, when I was younger, that stuff used to used to wow me. Now it's like, eh, whatever, dude. You know. So uh, a yeah. true loyal friend. I think that's because that's 
You know, even though I, I'm both of those. So if you're friends with me, you're friends with the rich friend and the loyal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I would rather have the loyal friend. I think that would mean more than anything else. I agree. Also, I do my best to be that loyal friend because I will never be that rich friend. <laughs> One day when this when this takes off, Jack. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, all right. So you're at the movies. Are you getting that big box of popcorn or are you going candy? Dude, so pre-Crohn's Gym would go the biggest popcorn, biggest soda you got, and a box of candy. Now it's now I go candy. I go for the, uh, what is it, the gummy bears and the, the crunch candy. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's a good one. That's a good question, man. I I, fucking, I, love, I love getting the candy at the movies. Do you, do you, what do you do? Do you sneak in the candy from like the Wawa, or do you get the every time? I oh, sneak. Yeah. I've sneaked in steak dinners. Like I'll get, <laughs> I'll get whatever I can, one way or another. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you ever? I used to bring in the bottles of soda, and for whatever reason, one time I had a glass, like a glass Coke or something, and I dropped it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it rolled like all the way to the front. <laughs> we I brought in beer before Borat. Remember Borat? <laughs> that's a good movie to drink at. Well, you got to do it for a comedy. When people start laughing, that's when you you open it because it makes the noise. Um, oh, where I lost my thing here. Um, all right. So, are you more of a couch or a recliner guy? Huh. So. I have a, a couch that reclines, and I. So, what position are you more? Are you in more often? I recline on it. Yeah. If if I lay down on it, it's because I'm like really really tired. But it reclines like to the point where like if I lay back, I'm staring at the ceiling. So it reclines pretty far. Oh wow. Well, it's, you know what I got that I like that's perfect for me. I have yeah. a chase. Oh yeah. It, it's it's only my legs are always out. I I love that damn thing. <laughs> find yourself falling asleep on there oh i i yeah i get in trouble all the time <laughs> yeah i'm told not don't fall asleep on it and then she'll find me down there you know well you know Drooling all um, over and stuff yeah it's so comfy <laughs> it's so comfy i used to back when we you know did my podcast from my phone i used to do it on the chase <laughs> there you go nice and comfy um some of these you kind of already answered here we go um uh, are you beer wine or liquor I used to be a big beer guy. Um, now it's it's strictly uh, either vodka or wine. Uh, so I mean, I I've been experimenting. I've been trying to you know drink different things, and you know I was a real big vodka guy. Uh, I could drink that like water. I've been drinking wine again. Wine gives you a different kind of buzz, man. Gives yeah, it you does. a really chill kind of buzz, and I think I'm going to start drinking that more often. So would you say you're more liquor right now, but you might be leaning more towards wine in your future? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Watch out, world. Angry Watch Jim's out, drinking wine. He's going to have a new perspective on the Flyers real quick. <laughs> uh, all right, so when you go to sleep, fan or no fan? Oh, my God, fan. Blowing straight into my face. Yeah, remember I told you how I walk outside and I start, just start sweating? Yeah, I'm the same way, man. Hot I need blood. like four fans. Like It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I still use a. I'll still use a comforter sometimes. I just still need the fan. Like I, I yeah, I need the noise and I need to be like freezing cold. A lot of people do that. Like we, we me and my fiance were hot last night, and she puts like a blanket on. I'm like, you just said you were hot. Why'd you put the blanket on? She goes, I don't know. I'm gonna turn the AC up. I was yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I had uh, to turn mine on yesterday too. This weekend was was beautiful. I turned it off all weekend, and then 
As soon as it gets like to 80, like I know right away my body starts just pouring, pouring sweat. Yep. I'm terrible. I'll wake up and like, I was just in the pool. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Let me, this is a good one. Um, I'll change the question a little bit. So out of the other, of all the four sports, obviously hockey's number one. What is number two, baseball, basketball, or football? No, 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 don't say soccer. <laughs> uh, it actually is soccer, but for the question I'll pick, you know, I, I like to watch football on TV, uh, but I hate, I, I dislike watching it live at the game. I feel like it's it's too slow and you can't really see. You can't really see. Yeah. yeah, baseball bores the hell out of me on TV. Like if I want to take a nap, I'll watch baseball. Like for yeah. like legit. Um, I think it would have to be football. I I like the whole buildup. Uh, I think it's the only because they play only sixteen games. You know, you have something to look forward to. And we we do fantasy football with that league. I love paying attention to the league. So I would have to say, even though I'm not. Football's not one of my favorite sports. I I do get into it and I do like watching it. Yeah, I mean fantasy was made for football. Yeah. Really. I mean it's just perfect. But yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say basketball there for a second, and I'm just like I was like, Yeah, I can't do basketball. I, I try, I watch the Sixers, but at the end of the day when like it's getting better, but for like f- the last five years, like only like three or four teams had a real shot at the finals. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Yeah, and, and I'm sure like there's people out there who feel the same way for hockey, but I can't really get into a basketball game until like the last five minutes. And then the same thing for the season. I can't really get into the season until like the last 20 games, you know? I, and yeah. they have guys like taking off like every other night for, uh, you know, for health and shit like that. I'm like, dude, either shorten the season up. I'm like, you you know, you're making all this money. You're taking games off. Like, I, I get that they have to – they're looking out for their bodies and things like that, but – Well, the, some of the standings are so skewed. Like, that's what I like about hockey. They play the same amount of games, and, you know, outside of, like, Tampa Bay having a really good record, they still got bounced in the first round. You got, like, the Golden State. They play 82 games and win 74 of them. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's just yeah. ridiculous. And then they they sweep everybody until the finals. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, I, uh, I used to like the, the physicality of it. I don't think they have as many, like, they have a lot of fake tough guys these days, I feel like. And I feel like, you know, like hockey, they, they tried to take it out where you get, like, a crazy technical for, you know, for, for whatever, like breathing on somebody. Um, they took a lot of the fun out of it for me like that because you didn't have to be that skilled. But if you played a certain way physically, you had a spot in the league. Now it's... Um, you have to be able to shoot threes. You know, well, that's just – yeah, and I hear you. And that's the sissification of the United States right there. So that brings me to my next question. LeBron or MJ? MJ. I can't stand LeBron. I mean, good. I like LeBron. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going MJ too. And a lot of it is kind of what you just got into. They asked Michael Jordan when the Knicks beat him in – I believe it was in the 80s. And they, they beat the hell out of him physically. And he, he started lifting weights. Now they flop – they cry, they complain. Michael was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get stronger." They beat the shit out of me, you know. And now they just complain and cry. <laughs> it's just right. like I hate, I can't. It is all sports. It's not just basketball. Yeah, that's just one example. It's something it's just, about seeing a millionaire whine and bitch and moan. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's something just, about that that bothers me. Like find just, a way to get better, dude. That's why. Yeah. You now they're all friends. Bar. They're all friends now. But back in the day, you had, you know. Dr. J and Larry Bird, like, literally gripping each other up. So picture them. They each got each other by the throat. You don't get any of that anymore. 
Only Meta World Peace starts throwing a fist at people. He's crazy. He's fighting fighting the fans. (laughs) Yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, And all right, last question. I don't even know how many I asked you. I just kind of kept going. Um, Say the Flyers no longer exist and no team is replaced. Who is your next favorite team? For hockey? For hockey. Um, I will probably... Uh, you know what? I, I, I like watching the Avalanche play. It's um, not a bad pick. Yeah, I mean, they're an exciting team. They have uh, McKinnon. Rantanen's a stud in his own right. Uh, Landis Cog's a good player. Uh, I think I like the coach out there. Uh, ben Narek, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, should be interesting to see what happens. You know, and I, I should have brought this up earlier in the show. Maybe I'll save it for another show. But I was looking at odds. And they have some favorable odds this year. And, and I'm not sure they really improved their defense that much. They added uh, Kale McCarr. But, uh, they lost Barry. Yeah, they lost him. Um, so it should be interesting to see. I mean, I think they're a little bit deeper than they were last year. It's almost impossible not to be offensively. But, you know, let's see what happens. Wes is a dogfight as always. That's, an, well, that's a good if, question. Who's yours? Well, real quick on the, the Avalanche. You, they, you forgot their prized free agent acquisition that could really change the tie for them. Who's that? Pierre Edward Belmar. <laughs> oh, my God. Did, did he go there? I didn't know that. He's actually pretty solid. I just, I've just i been salty with him ever since he we didn't protect him and Vegas picked him, and he was, like, pissy about, oh, they should have protected me. It's like, really? Yeah. You think so? <laughs> He'd be a good fourth-line right winger right now. No, I, agree. I definitely agree with that. But, again, Hacksaw put him in, like, high situations. He had the heart, but skill wasn't really always there. No, right. um, for me, definitely be the Mighty Ducks, man. That goes back to my uh, Coach Bombay days. <laughs> so you just have a, 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 an affection for the Mighty Ducks. I They have to wear their, old, their other jerseys for me, and they have to put Mighty back in their name. But oh, yeah. it has nothing to do with any player on the team. It's it's the symbol. It's the Ducks. I'll be honest with you, I really liked Solani and uh, Korea back in the day because that was their whole team. They had nobody else, you know. Watch, and they were still like a bubble playoff team, and they're both Hall. I think yeah, they're both Hall of Famer Solani, especially. It was you know I just I liked those two players when I was younger, and I just you know just because of the movie. Just yeah, the love for the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks. That was a badass name, man. They they should put Mighty back in there because Ducks is kind of boring. I agree. I, you know, they're trying to make it more legit, I guess. Yeah, but uh, is a, I mean, you got the frigging Golden Knights. Like, bring the Mighty Ducks back. That's a good point. Oh yeah, I like the Mighty Ducks, and it's um, di- yeah, they're owned by Disney. At least they were when they started, and nobody thought they would last. And now they got a cup to their name. They're for a while they were always in it. They were always in the thick of it. They got some really nice players that went through there. You know, yeah, it's a West Coast team too. I'd have to have a West Coast team. Uh, who, who would I pick on the East Coast? Right, Florida. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's funny you said that because they came to mind for me too. They had a, they had a nice young. They're gonna, dude. And I don't mean to get back into serious talk here, but Florida's gonna be a fucking tough team this year, man. Yeah, they are. They are. It's gonna be tough for the Flyers. That's why you got to win in your division. Forget the wild card for sure. Because you figure you got Boston, Toronto, uh, Tampa, Florida. They're going to all be pushing for it. There's three of them will be in their division. Another one's a guaranteed wild card spot. And I don't even, I can't even think off the top of my head who else is in their division. Uh, obviously, Ottawa's not doing anything. But who am I missing? Like, they could be a good team too, and I'm not even thinking about them. Maybe, Mon- maybe Montreal. Oh, yeah. Mon- right. you know, no, Montreal's going to be like, I heard that 
Flyers and Montreal, depending on how the season goes, might be neck and neck. So, yeah, Montreal could be there. Um, I think that's it for the division, really. Anybody worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I feel I'd be shitty if I forgot somebody, but whatever. No, I think that's it. You said Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto. Uh, Florida. I just feel like we have we have more in our division. I feel like yeah, more know? more quality teams. I think that division's pretty top heavy. Yeah, seems like they're bridging the gap a little bit, but not. Oh, Buffalo's the other team we missed, and I don't know how they're gonna. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it should be interesting for sure. I, I I've been following Florida since Scott Mellenby was on the team. Oh my god, <laughs> you, I remember? Do you remember him? Yeah, he was on the Flyers in the eighties. Yeah, didn't we play them in the playoffs one year? Uh, we lost the year they went. To, I think That's it was the year right, they man. went to the cup. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, Van Beesbrook was their goalie. Yeah, I remember that. That's when I really, really started getting into the Flyers. Oh, dude, those were the days, man. That's back when we were competitive. It's been quite a while. Those were the days. I feel like I wasted most of my twenties on this this current this current team. Hopefully, the thirty our thirties are good here. I think I'm. I deserve it. I do. <laughs> I mean, don't growing tell, up. Hey, don't tell Sean Rodriguez that you entitled Philly. He's fan. such a clown, <laughs> Sean Rod. He's been absolute shit. His like pretty much his career. He finally does something positive. He takes that opportunity when he was in a one for twenty streak. Well, well it's hard pinch hitting. Well, how much are you getting paid? Because that's your only job. Yeah, uh, the there's plenty of other players work. who can pinch hit. He's just I. I it's a hackstall player right there. Blame the fans. He cry, baby. Get out of here. I'll never get behind a player who cries behind about the fans. No, me neither. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's hard for me to watch uh, a, a guy with such skills making millions of dollars playing a game bitch and moan that things aren't fair. It's hard to pinch hit. It's hard for me to work six days a week, eight hours a day, ten hours a day sometimes, and the little time I do have to myself, I come to the game and watch your dumb ass ground out to third. Exactly, and that's where the disconnect is right there. Yeah, so. Excuse me. We're we're a little bit over an hour here, Jack. I mean, you want to take this time to do do some shout-outs, some promotions? I like to promote myself and Negative Dan as we are going to team up and bitch slap Mr. Angry Jim and Kyle. Uh, Kyle, being a Kyle, is a little intimidating because you know what comes with that. And, and, and Jim, you know your stuff, but we're gonna we're gonna go over everything this off season, just everything. Fletcher and me and Dan see eye to eye on uh, certain things here. And while a lot of people want to be positive. Just for the sake of being positive. And don't get me wrong, I get it. Some people don't like to be negative. I don't like to be negative, but I do like to call it how it is and how I see it. So a lot of people don't agree with me. So we're going to go tag team style up against these two clowns. And I know who's going to come out on top, but we're going to we're gonna pump it up anyway because we'll give them a fighting chance at least. you know. So the Dueling Podcast. When's that coming up, Jim? That's next week. Yeah, well, that's going to be get, fun. I better get on the phone with Danny. i got to make sure he's uh, up to par. Yeah, make sure you guys got your story straight over there. Well, to be honest, we could probably just hit play and just do the, <laughs> just have a conversation and do pretty good. Yeah, so for, for our listeners who are unsure what we're talking about, next week we're going to have two episodes. We're going to have we're calling it the duel. It's going to be Jack and Dan versus uh, me and Kyle. Uh, we're going to debate uh, in, in whole Chuck Fletcher's first offseason. There's a couple moves um that were made that you know 
some guys aren't happy about. Some guys try to rationalize it. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about that. So Jack and Dan are going to talk one thing. Me and Kyle will talk another thing. Give you guys a chance to listen to both. We're, go- we're going to put out two episodes in one week. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Um, next month, September, we have some awesome guests coming up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost afraid to announce them now based off what happened this past week with LaBerge. Um, but we are going to have uh, the one and only Brian Prop coming on the show. Uh, we're going to have Jason Martinez of 97.5 come on the show. Uh, we're going to have one more guest, uh, two, TBD. Uh, we're not going to announce it yet because we want to want to actually nail him down. Um, so, yeah, huge September coming up for you guys. After September, you know, just about a week till the Flyers start. I think they start uh, October 4th. Um, so we have some great guests leading up to the Flyers season. Really, really excited. Um, I want to take this uh, second to thank all of our guests once again for um, our first ever Prospect Month. It was an absolute success up to this point, guys. Um, thank you once again to Brandon Holmes. Uh, Connor Bonneman, thank you for coming on. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, obviously, Bill Meltzer, Alex Appleyard. And I want to thank the Phantoms PR guy, Mikey Aniello, for helping us get on Connor Bonneman. Um, he, he actually did help us get... Uh, Pascal LaBerge for tonight. We'll figure out what happened. Maybe we can still have him on in the future. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you to all of our guests for August. Um, and we'll be back next week with the duel. Jack, you got anything before we finish up? I just wanted to say we're trying out some new things here. A lot of the uh, therapy sessions I've been having. Guys, if you like what we, what we do, please, please like, favorite, subscribe. Give me a comment if there's things you do or don't like. We can take criticism. I'm awfully critical of the team. Uh, just let me know. How, let us know how you feel about things. What you if you like the interviews. If you if you prefer certain things, let us know. We're all about doing whatever you want. I mean, we 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 don't mind doing two or three podcasts in a week. It, it is what it is. Especially with the game starting up, uh, things are going to be we're going to be doing things a lot different around here. So. Like like Jim said, let, you know, let us know. Thank you for everything. I am Jack underscore HW Radio. Look forward to the duel. Uh, be very upset if you guys vote and don't choose mine. But don't go. <laughs> don't do that based off of me campaigning. Listen to the podcast. Make a decision for yourself. I'm just that confident. Like I just am. Like it is what it is. Kind of sounded like a douchebag there. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That was I can't, not I, my intent. If you After if you I want, it, Jack, I, like, I can. I just lost a few votes right there. I'll make sure uh, to not so, erase that. Yeah, it is what it is. Dan will pick up the slack. <laughs> see. All right. At that, we're gonna call this one. Uh, what do you want to? Oh, we already called it burning. Uh, burning Laberge. Burning la burning the Laberges. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. Hope you had fun listening to me and Jack, just like old times. Uh, yeah. Be back next week with the duel. Kyle, be back with us and. Uh, yeah, everybody, uh, if we have any listeners in Florida, I hope you guys stay safe. Uh, God bless, and we'll talk to you guys next week.